Okay, Paul, you said you had an idea about how we might start this week's show and uh, that it was that it's kind of dumb. And as the king of dumb, <laughs> I, I am excited to see what you have brought to the table, <laughs> so to speak. So uh, many, many people know that I have like a really wicked sweet tooth that I try to fight off as much as possible so I don't weigh 250 pounds. And I have some sweets in the house, but I try to keep it to a minimum because usually they go real fast. And this particular suite that I have here has lingered in the house for too long because it's really weird and I don't even think I like it. So I thought we'd try it here. You don't think you like it. It's, uh, you know, like one one of them is kind of like, woo, and then the next one is just is kind of gross. So a lot of people know that Jelly Belly has a lot of different flavors. And I picked this one up at some point, And this one is Jelly Belly Krispy Kreme Donut Flavor. Uh, so they're they're jelly beans that are supposed to taste like donuts. Yes, and there are five flavors that I have spread out here. We have cinnamon apple filled, strawberry iced, glazed blueberry cake, original glazed, and the chocolate iced with sprinkles. So I think that we want to start with the the original glazed, which I think is this one. The this is the chocolate iced with sprinkles because it's dark, and this is the strawberry iced because it's pink. And the other ones are a little hard to tell. So grab one of these and and pop them down. Let's see what you think about this. Okay. Let's be a little dessert for you here. I'm trying a jelly bean. Sure. They're like so sweet. This does taste like a glazed donut. Oh, man. They kind of got it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do, I do really enjoy some Krispy Kreme donuts when I've been able to eat them in my life. And something about these just tastes... Tastes really funky. I don't know. I mean, yes, I agree that they do taste like Krispy Kreme donuts in a weird way, in a jelly bean kind of way. But man, I don't know. I, I don't give these a very high high review. Yeah, I mean, it's awfully concentrated in, in such a small morsel. Yeah, it's try another one. All right. Do you care which one I take? No, go for it. I've eaten a bunch of them at this point over the course of months in this very small pouch. You got the chocolate one, the chocolate ice with sprinkles. Once again, does taste like a donut. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So if you like donuts in your jelly beans, then this is the product for you. But I like jelly bean flavored jelly beans. I like fruit flavors and I don't know, like some of these weird flavors. Well, I was I was actually kind of horrified when you pulled out a bag of jelly beans because someone at Jelly Belly thinks it's cool to come up with gross flavors. Oh, yeah, the gross flavor thing. I think that, uh, yeah, it's old at this point now. And, you know, I think it's still a thing that people like to do to other people to feed them, like, you know, dirt flavor and worm flavor. These are actually good flavors that people might want to eat. Let me try one more. All right. What what are you going to go for? As far as I know, I'm just guessing because that one is definitely the pink one. That is the, that's going to be the strawberry iced. Did not get the donut flavor this time. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have another one. This, ah, that one I think is the glazed blueberry cake. Damn. I don't know. I think we got to finish these and start the show. Also, we just broke the cardinal rule of podcasting of don't eat in the microphone. (laughs) But that's the point of the segment. I thought the point was to talk about jelly bean flavors, Paul. Well, we did that. Anyway, let's play some music. First up on this week's podcast is Middle Kid here on Hometown Sounds. Who hurt you? 
um, the spicy boys. Oh no. Are you angry at the spicy boys? Yeah. Yeah. But I was sad for the spicy boys. In this Florida heat, she found the spicy boys up to no good. You let the jackets, you never really Welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC rocks. I'm Tony Pareco. And I am Paul Vodra. And that was a band called Middle Kid with a track called Queen of Rockledge. Now, okay, here's what I got. Uh, Middle Kid, they are from Frederick, Maryland. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you may know that I have a soft spot in my heart for some of the great bands that have come out of Frederick, Maryland, like kind of just consistently. I, I did some digging around about what Rockledge might refer to. As far as I can tell, best guess is that it's it's a historic house and that it is it is significant for exemplifying the limestone architecture typical of rural Washington County in the 18th and early 19th centuries, which I think is kind of juxtaposes kind of oddly against um, the snotty punk rock that we just heard, <laughs> the braininess of maybe architecture. And uh, what Middle Kid self-describes as complaint rock. Do you know how that all kind of intersects? Also, in the Bandcamp tags, they also list McRib rock. <laughs> yeah, it comes around every now and again. That's right. Oh, that's adorable. That is the title track from the album of the same name that drops November 8th on all of the major digital music outlets. And you can pre-order it now. And... Uh... 
I really like that spicy boys bit at the beginning. That was that was some audio gold. Hold on to that for a radio story. Yes. So a photo and some art that Middle Kid posted. And by the way, good band name, Middle Kid. I agree. Like uh, we've really been going around in circles, you know, like weird babies, uh, <laughs> cool dad, like all, you know, adjective person. Right. And I think middle kid is kind of bucks the trend by saying kid rather than, you know. Mm. Yeah. 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 I like it. So I I don't know how and when I followed them on Bandcamp, but that's how I found out about this release. And I was just scrolling through middle kids Facebook and I saw that it features a one Andrew Brummel on bass who fronts a Frederick band. I used to see a lot back in the day called Silent Old Mountains. And uh, we are going to play a track from them now. How crazy is that? Bring it back. 
Oh, I just forgot to mention what I was actually going to talk about regarding some album art for that record from Middle Kid. And it's a little girl in a hot dog outfit. <laughs> and uh, my, my question for you, Paul, is uh, are you familiar with the debate about whether a hot dog is a sandwich? Oh, yes. What, what, what do you think? I don't think it's a sandwich. Uh, John Hodgman, actor and comedian and of the Judge John Hodgman podcast, who I'm going to see November 10th at the Ooh, Lincoln Theater. That's a good one. Yeah. His central argument is that a hot dog is not a sandwich because if you serve someone a hot dog and cut it in half someone would be like what the hell is this <laughs> whereas if you cut a sandwich in half no one would bat an eye right that makes total sense yeah so i just want to talk about hot dogs for a sec <laughs> anyway that was silent old mountains who again i discovered just by uh, learning that frontman andrew brummel also plays bass in mill kid and it was just a delightful find for me to uh, learn that Silent Little Mountains have a new single out, and that is called People. It is from an album that the title is just not out there yet. Also, another Frederick band. Love those Frederick bands. <laughs> it's a, a Name Your Own Price download on their band camp. Nice. How about, and how about that auto-tune at the front end? <laughs> a little curveball. Yeah. Silent Little Mountains has been around for quite a while, I think. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Veterans. That's all, also a really good band name. Mm-hmm. Like it. So we were talking about what a little, you know, personal tidbits we could share about what's been going on with Paul and Tony since the last podcast. And uh, not much has been going on, but I did get a new phone. I did finally upgrade my iPhone and I got the iPhone 11. My first response was the one with all the cameras. <laughs> I did not get the Pro, which has like a ridiculous number of cameras. I still have like two cameras, I think. But um, yeah, so I went to the Apple store last night and uh, picked out this. I got a red one which seems crazy. It, it seemed like the fun, cool color. All my, I think all my other phones have been black. And I got this one and I did the thing where I backed up the phone on my computer at home and then I went to the store and then gave them my old phone and they erased it. And then they gave me the new phone and I had to drive home with it before I'd set it up. So I had to drive home with nothing, I had to listen to the radio. I feel like that's feedback for the Apple Store. Like, uh, provide a Bluetooth speaker <laughs> with some kind of preloaded content. <laughs> I need it. I, I guess I could have listened to a CD if I still had any. And I still have some, but not in the car. I was not well prepared. So what, what did you listen to on the radio? Uh, I listened to um, All Things Considered. There you go. Yeah. You know, it was the, the good old NPR. It still sounds exactly the same. Still got that theme music. So yeah, it was fine. Uh, and then I had to spend like the whole rest of the night setting up this phone and downloading all the apps and downloading. I think I have 70 gigabytes of podcasts that it had to re-download. So I, I may have a problem. I may have a problem with some podcasts that I intend to listen to and end up not listening to. <laughs> so, Paul, you've been updating your tech, but I triumphantly have not. Yeah. I'm rocking an iPhone 7. We're talking like four years now that's awesome dude my macbook air is from 2012 i've had one major repair on it yeah but otherwise things a champ i know man that's really good it's really good to like hang on to that stuff and squeeze all the life out of it you can it saves a lot of money it's better environmentally it's the way to do it not the way i'm doing it so you, you win yeah you got a phone a year <laughs> i i could i am on the the silly upgrade program and uh I, I I sort of delayed getting this this new one for a while. So it's, it's it's such a disruptive thing to have to 
reset up your whole phone and learn this face ID thing. And not, and not the not the tech kind of disrupting, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm getting used to face ID, getting used to this big screen. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Also, I do not have a case on it right now. And I'm very nervous about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, what were you thinking? Here's the thing. I like the leather cases and they don't make them at Apple anymore for the for the regular 11. They only make them for the pro models. And I'm like, I'm not getting a pro one. That's ridiculous. So I have to, I ordered one online and it's going to come in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I have to be very careful with this thing. I don't know. I want you to like walk around with a, a glass box to keep your phone in. <laughs> yeah. Just be completely uh, accident prone. And it will definitely be shattering everywhere. And I've never have you ever have you ever broken a phone? I have never broken a phone. Me neither. I had one phone that had like a little chip in the corner, uh, and that's it. That's the only thing I've ever done to a phone. I I feel weird because I think like everybody. I see cracked screens all the time, and people still using them. I'm like, you can get that fixed. It's dangerous. It's like broken glass on your fingers. I don't understand. I don't understand what the whole broken glass uh, front is. Well, it's cool. And likewise, you've never dropped a phone in water. I have never dropped a phone in water. I have never done that. Like in the in in the bathroom, never done that. Now, is, now I'm saying I'm I've never done it. I'm totally doing it all tonight. Okay, so like this is bordering TMI. Yeah, but what I will say is like I certainly do understand how one could be clumsy in the restroom when you're pairing phone time. Like I right. can. For instance, I will make an effort to place my phone firmly in my pocket mm. before I stand up. Yeah. Because I, I'm afraid I'm going to hear a plop. <laughs> that, would be, that would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's keep the show going and get away from the bathroom time that I, imagery that I conjured up. <laughs> Next, we have a classic DC song by The Makeup. Oh my god! We're playing the makeup after I talk about toilet time. I feel like such a. It's certainly not right.
released in 1999 on K Records. That song was called I Am Pentagon by The Makeup. It was from an album called Save Yourself, which was their fifth and final studio album recorded at Pirate Studios in Washington, D.C. by Brendan Canty, who is well known as the drummer of Fugazi and The Mesthetics. Uh, This is a quote here, the marshy, murky masterpiece by The Untouchable Sound, originally released in 1999 and now freshly reissued via the band's own label, Black Gemini Records and Discord Direct. This album has now been remastered and recut and will be available on both black vinyl and also in a mail-order-only limited edition plum color. But if you are eschewing the physical manifestations of music, you can buy the digital version on Bandcamp. Do you remember who the makeup is? It's kind of kind of legendary. All, all I know is Ian Spinonius. Ian Spinonius is the singer, a.k.a. the other Ian, if you are super nerdy about DC music. James Canty plays guitar, keyboards, and percussion. Steve Gamboa plays drums and percussion. And Michelle May plays bass guitar and sings backup. Ian, Steve, and James were once part of the Nation of Ulysses, which was one of those punk bands in like the late 80s, early 90s. And we have to tell you, of course, that the Reunited Band is playing Friday, October 25th at the Black Cat with Light Beams and Taraka of Prince Rama. So I've actually seen the makeup. They did one of these shows where they got back together and did a, did a night of doing their thing, which I think is just such a cool treat when a band does that. Mm-hmm. But Paul, before recording, we were both lamenting that we haven't been to many shows lately i know so i'd like to ask you out on a show date all right let's do it yes so it's a deal i think we need to get advanced tickets for this one yep i think it's serious i am in let's do it i recently finished this book that i have in my hand right here censorship now by mr ian estevonius who is an, an amazing satirical writer. Yes. This I this is the first book I read by him, and I did not know what to expect. And it is very satirical, very tongue-in-cheek, and yet very, very smart. Like, man, that guy, he knows a lot of music history, political theory. It's amazing. Yeah, the political theory really has you scratching your head and being like, wow, how, did, how do you connect these dots? Yeah, it's amazing. Also, I had a very strange thing happen. I was visiting the Hirshhorn Museum and I was checking out their ex- exhibition about manifestos, 
uh, which has a bunch of really cool art. I don't even know what a manifesto is in this context. Well, in the context of the art exhibit, it is kind of a, a statement of a particular art movement. You know, like this is what Dada is about. This is what, um, you know, Cubism is about. Um, you know, sort of trying to uh, present documents or images or whatever that that sum up the rules or guidelines of particular art movements. And one of the things that happened that was very strange, at the end of the exhibit, there is a page blown up on the wall of this book, Censorship Now by Ian F. Sphononius, and it has highlights in it from the artist that created this particular work of art out of a page of this book. And I I had just read it. And so I recognized it immediately. I was very surprised to see it there. So I recommend uh, checking that exhibit out. There's some cool stuff in it. That's really weird. You went to an art exhibit and then saw a page that you had recently read. Exactly. Very randomly. So, But yes, do check out Ian's other books, The Psychic Soviet, and uh, what's the title? Supernatural Strategies for Starting or Forming a Rock and Roll Band. That is correct. They're, they're a real hoot. Awesome. And now let's keep the podcast rolling. Yeah. This is new music from Susie Callahan. She's new in town She's got a pretty face She's new in town Got her own nice place Walking around Thinking she's so grand Making friends It's more than
Just let me introduce myself to Karen, because that's my husband's sweater she's wearing. <laughs> Awfully cute. Uh, and uh, apropos for fall, right? Mm, sure. That was new music from Susie Callahan. It's called Karen. It's actually a re-record of a track uh, from a 2006 album she put out called Pulling All the Rind Off. It's a buck on her band camp. Way back in 2006, NPR Music was still a thing online. And NPR Music did a profile of her in which she described herself as a post-punk poet and guitar hack. Uh, she used to be in a band called Devils Wielding Scimitars. Which that's, is, that's quite a that's band, a band name. name. Yep. After the group disbanded in the, late, in the late 90s, Callahan tried her hand at acting, but returned to music in 2005 to release the self-recorded and self-promoted album pulling all the rind off i also learned that she is she is a uk transplant and it's always interesting to me uh when an artist is from somewhere else that's not the u.s Mm -hmm. because i'm always curious about what their singing accent is going to be like Mm. and uh i mean you know like you'll hear elvis costello and then hear him talk with like a serious scottish accent right so, Susie Callahan, I wonder what your speaking voice sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I did like that that was, uh, that was a country song in the lyrics, and yet the instrumentation was very different. It was like a little spin on, on a, a classic country ballad, which I really dug. So that was rad. And now we got more rad. This is Wes Felton. Who's gonna own my soul? While I'm here, and when I'm gone, will my soul be divided by tiny pieces, or reduced to a love song and poem? Cause people's egos are so insatiable, love is blind. Another youngin' got his face cap. Eleven year old, never grew older than face app. The agony of defeat just paints the face black. We killin' each other. Yo, when we gon' face that? Blaming of a single mother, dead father, dead brother, dead son, dead daughters, building walls, building borders, split children, dirty water, slain daughters, out of sight, out of mind, cops killed, no charges. Dumb down the artists, shame the smartest. 
Art hurts, art tarnished, broken promise, barely dated, barely bonded, no longer her fondest, morning sickness, turn the nights I vomit, so I'ma rock this shit regardless, run up in your crib and won't taste your porridge, I won't sip your Kool-Aid and won't join your causes, I won't step foot in your new marches, my objects of affection come from heavy profits, the test of a man is more than a broken promise, this is priceless and costless, I wanna be like water, but to be quite honest, it's too damn hard to trust the falsets. Fake news, fake crews, child abuse, barely making dues. Black lives matter, barely making news. They barely breaking through, they barely faking truth. Chickens come home to roost, attacking schools, taking youth. Bloods on our hands, our jackets and boots. They drawing lines in the sand, some are faking moves. Most are paying dues while secretly singing blues. Broken family and crews, no legacy but clothes and shoes. I'ma flip the tables always. Run amok like Jesus through your hallways. Middle finger up the biggie small ways. Who shot ya? A white boy with a big gun and a small fade. Land of the free, that's what y'all say. All American, most of y'all are all slaves. I love you, Tobias, you can call me always. I will never let this world ever stop me or stall me. I loved the percussion on that. Mm, that was good. That song was called Suicide of the Ego by Wes Felton. Do you guys remember like two episodes ago when we had a track like all ready to go and then it disappeared? Well, that was this one. And now it's back and it came back literally today. We had this in the dock. It just kept floating up. And uh, yesterday I checked it. It wasn't there. Today I checked it. It was back. Yeah. And I thought we looked kind of uh silly by not having it on our previous episode you know right yeah yeah but i'm still yeah we finally made good on our word that's right wes felton is a singer rapper and educator he has a prolific solo career and also performs with raheem devon as the crossroads we last featured wes felton on the podcast way back in 2013 and it is high time that six he... years of podcasts <sighs> yeah yeah Happy to have him back. This song is the featured track on Felton's new album, The Year of Return. It comes out officially today as we record this, October 15th. You can get the regular version of this release, which is nine tracks on the streaming services. But if you are feeling generous, you can head over to Bandcamp and plunk down a few bucks and get the bonus version, which has 11 tracks. So there you go. That's how that works. Felton's Bandcamp also has an insane amount of releases in it. It looks like he's put out five albums or EPs already this year. So, man, that guy is prolific. And, Paul, you you mentioned uh, doing a scrub of some social media and saw that he had a video documenting his first visit to Panera. Yes. Yeah, it looked like one of those like Periscope kind of videos or Facebook Live where uh, he went to go check out what he thought about Panera. I miss that I am not 
in the earlier stage of my life in which I would engage in similar mm, <laughs> silly behavior. Mm. I'm much more guarded now about my social media stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's probably wise. Got to gotta treat it because, you know, it might be up forever. You never know. There's an interview of, of me on YouTube with uh, a bunch of women on a, on a show that I did in the very early days of Hometown Sounds. And I went to do this interview and, and it's up on YouTube and I, it'll probably be up forever. And there's, there's young, fresh-faced Paul desperately trying to seem interesting and excited about DC Music in this interview. I think I mastered that part, but oh yeah, not I think my finest moment. But some people think it's cute. I don't know. I want to go home and watch that. Oh geez, <laughs> have you never seen it? Wow. No, I think I have, but I yeah. think it would have even more impact on me. Oh the yeah, the more time that progresses. Right there, you go. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. If you dug this, and of course you did, because it's awesome. All this music is awesome, and we're pretty cool too. You should subscribe to it in the podcast app of your choice. And if you're feeling really cool, like when you're tell like tell a friend and then subscribe to it for them. Yeah. And whatever whatever they have, if they have uh Spotify, if they have Stitcher, if they have SoundCloud, they have Google Play, they have just the regular Apple Podcast app, whatever. I think we're in all of them. We should be. You can even ask the ladies in canisters to to play us and that should work too. We are trying to be everywhere for everyone. We are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hometown Sounds. The website is hometownsoundsdc.com. Send us your music. Email yeah. us at dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. That is the email address. But really, the important thing is to support the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music. And seeing them play live. This is the last track that we are going to give you. This is a song called Gold by Janelle D'Elia. This is the leadoff track from Into the Night Volume 2, which is the new album by singer-songwriter Janelle D'Elia. She is a self-taught musician and just like kind of getting started in this DC music world and really making a, a big splash, going out a lot, playing a lot of shows everywhere, um, always, always hustling. If you hear the piano on that track that you're about to hear, that is fellow musician Cynthia Marie. This is a song about losing your way and missing out on life. And the, the quote here that we have from Janelle is, Gold was one of those songs I wrote out of a need to shift my own perspective. Life is always changing. When you are in a relationship and managing a career or you start a family, I think it's easy to get lost in those things. The drive to succeed and the need to have things take over our values. I wanted to look at what is the gold in life, the thing that we put all our energies toward and holds our values. Ultimately, I figure it's a balancing act. Uh, I really liked that metaphor as with the gold as being something that stores value, you mm -hmm. know, and hey, we, we used to have economies based on gold. <laughs> right. But uh, and just taking that metaphor and applying it to what you value in life. And I think that's a very nice sentiment. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. We'll see you next time.